so the, the second round starts with Tyrese Halliburton, followed by Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James. Those three guys, those per-game value guys who, health-wise, have some question marks. Yeah, do you want Davis that high? I don't I want don't. Davis or Kyrie that high. We talked about Kyrie in the next episode, if you want to hear a, a longer discussion about that. Uh, I don't want Kyrie in the second round. I don't think I want Anthony Davis in the second round. Think about this for Davis, right? He finished four. It might take them at the end of the second. Okay, that's fair, because those are third-round players, and we, we talked about that a couple different times. But Davis played 40 yeah. games last year. 40. And so here's Davis's last four years. Now, you got to remember that, like, in 2021, there was only 72 games, so you kind of got to recalibrate a little bit. In 2020, every team played a different number of games. So they played a few less than 82. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but let's just assume that we'll give those two you know, a couple-game boost up just because there was not as many games played. Okay, Last four years for Anthony Davis. Ready for this? 56, 62, 36, 40. Yeah, and so, like, we talk about guys like Kawhi and Paul George, like, oh, man, 60, maybe that's the high watermark, like 36 and 40 the last two years. Wouldn't you rather have Jimmy Butler? I would. That's what I mean. Like, I, for me, like, give me... And, and Donovan Mitchell wasn't traded to Cleveland when you did this mock, so let's throw that out there. But, like, give me someone like him, even on Cleveland. Give me Donovan Mitchell on Cleveland over Anthony Davis in L.A. playing 40 games. And I mentioned about, like, the replacement really? level, but, like, when you start talking about that that low of a game total, like, okay, I mentioned he was forty or 14th in per-game value. Do you know where he finished in totals? Well, probably pretty bad. Yeah, how bad? How bad do you think that goes? It was 40 games. 80? 90? Oh, so you're going way down. Yeah. Oh, no. It's pretty good per game, so maybe not that far down. He finished 89th. Okay, that's nice. close. And so, you're talking about, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to add replacement level to that. Like, where are you getting to? Like, 75? That's not great. You know mm. what I mean? No, it's not great. It's not great and so, at all. Anthony Davis is too high. He, he, if you're on the turn, second to third round, I can see this. But the, we're talking about the beginning of the second round, right? Yeah, I don't want that. I actually would have went with. I would have went high. with LeBron over all those players. And if I had Trey Young, yeah, but, I might have gone with LeBron. LeBron and Trey Young. Trey Young, LeBron. That's fun. Yeah, I think that's probably what I went with. It's a fun comp. Um, and I would have been real, real happy comp. with that. You know, good. I'd be elite in assists. Pretty elite in points. Good threes. Percentages are are, okay are, are what they are. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like you got a, a very good, strong base there. And, like, LeBron's rebounding, too, like, gives you some flexibility there that you don't necessarily, like, have to have to pick a center. Yeah, he has silly good rebounding. Uh, Trey Young, uh, well um, well overlooked for his, like, elite free throw gets the line a lot he makes those free throws an excellent free throw shooter if you sh- should and um you should if you could and should and would care about fucking free throw percentages already pay attention to the you missed out on how they many threes lebron leagues. made last year how many threes lebron made last year did he get to 2.9 a game 
Shit. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm selling the old man short. Yeah. LeBron had a. F- See, LeBron was phenomenal last year. Absolutely, almost like a pinnacle fantasy year for LeBron James, which is saying a lot. Yeah, he was really, really good. He finished fourth in totals. Or per game, I'm That's sorry. Crazy. Yeah. We don't give him enough credit. He's not going to break down until he breaks down. And until he, he should give all. And I'm an active. A card-carrying LeBron hater, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do him dirty in fantasy basketball until he shows me he's breaking until he breaks down. I'd rather miss on a dra- on drafting him, and then be like, oh, this is the year he broke down, versus all the years that you could have had him just like killing people left and right. Uh, it's LeBron James. Give him some, put some put some respect on his name. Um, I might even bump him up into that. Uh, Maybe even that uh, game tier, maybe. That might be a little too high, but um, you got to worry about the games. This is where it gets interesting. So that's the top four picks. Tyrese, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James. A lot of risk in those in those three picks. Fifth pick in the second round, Anthony Edwards. That's betting on Edwards to take a, is... a giant leap. One that, again, like we talked about the Tatum one. I don't think Edwards can take that leap. Any? Yes. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Anthony Edwards, when we talk about this in the Minnesota um, podcast, last season, Anthony Edwards, per game, big cat. Granted, he's super young. If anyone's going to do this, it's going to be somebody super young with a ton of talent, who's uh, basically a leader on the team in Minnesota. He was 43rd overall, shot 44%. Blocks, only half a block a game. Five rebounds a game. Three three pointers. You look at him overall, right? His steals are at 1.5. That's at a top tier. He gets a little bit better in rebounding, which uh, Gobert is now on the team. Cat is still there. Yeah, that that's Not sure why Anthony Edwards would get better at rebounding. I, I, I yeah. would say that's impossible for him in his situation. There's 100%. no way you're adding a dude who was led the league in rebounds last year, and then you're going to say that the, the shooting guard slash small forward is going to get more rebounds. That's just not, no, it's not going to happen. happen. Not going to happen. So maybe his assists go up a little bit. Maybe he's doing a little bit more lobbing to go bear. Maybe he's running a little bit more pick and rolls. That's cool. He probably doesn't need to be blocking uh, shots as much, right? He probably doesn't need to do any rim protection as much. So maybe the blocks go a little bit down, but you know, I don't know how much rim. Protection uh, they're mostly transition blocks and things like do. that. So I, probably yeah. not going down because like Gobert's not going to be back. He's going to be running, chasing someone down, blocking a shot, like that kind of stuff. The the thing for him to get to where he got picked, right? To get to what is this like fifteenth overall to third, yeah, sixteenth, whatever. Um, yeah. To get to sixteenth yeah. from forty third, you. Assuming he can't get more rebounds, he's got to get up to at least like five assists a game and take mm-hmm. it up to like 27 points. And that he needs to like, he, he sh- or scored three three pointers a game last season. If that's closer to four, he's closer to like 27 points a game. As a, he, he gets one more assist a game. Well, now we're talking about someone who's like, know kind of devin booker isn't isn't the bear gonna still score 15 a game why wouldn't he it's all garbage points so like how is edwards gonna go to 27 if the bear is gonna get 15 
he's gonna have to shoot more threes. Yeah, but even then, like th- this this team's gonna only gonna score so many points, right? What did they lose in that trade? Not that many, and they got fifteen from Gobert. That Bev wasn't scoring. Malik no, Beasley was doing was some scoring, doing I guess. Shit. Like you could say he's gonna replace Malik Beasley scoring. But like I, I don't know, man. I just don't really see that kind of leap from Edwards with another big time player on the team. Like and even Beasley. Beasley was scoring twelve points a game. It would take a really significant leap in order to achieve second round stats. And here's the here's and... the fallacy of that pick. Okay, you mentioned something. You said you, something important there. You said then he starts looking like Evan Booker, right? Guess who goes next in this draft? But you could have had Devin Booker, right? The boat's a boat, but the box could be anything. It could even be a boat, right? Could be even be a boat. And the next pick in this draft, the uh, sixth pick in the second round, is Devin Booker, yeah, so followed by. Could- Paul George, two guys who are absolutely insane, both of which Anthony Edwards probably won't be as good as next season. And so that's the fallacy that a lot of people make, is they go, I love Anthony Edwards. I'm going to pick Anthony Edwards 16th. But you could have had the 16th best player. He was right there. He was right right next to you. And instead you went with this, oh, he's going to take this monster leap. Like, why? Why do that to yourself? And again, like you can say, like, oh, well, Anthony Edwards wasn't coming back to me, so I wanted Anthony Edwards. Okay. Sure. You can say that. But it is is far too early in a draft to be making those types of choices. Yeah. And like, okay, these are, this is a pretty wise room, I think. Like, who was picking Anthony Edwards before your next pick? Maybe, but maybe not, dude. He might go off. He might go off the board. I think it would be really close. That's what I mean. And so. I just I thought that was extreme. I thought that was far too high. Like for me, Edwards is a third round player. Yes, Ant Man is a third round, a solid, very good, nice upside third round player. Right. Um, he, I, he like I said, per game forty third last year. Next year, uh, lower thirty is great, fantastic. I got my I got my value. Well, and Anthony Edwards picking in the third round. You know, we talked about he was the forty third ranked player, right? Here were some players that were still on the board that he could have easily picked the 20th player in per game value last year the 21st the 18th the 19th <laughs> like yes. these players were the 13th it, was more. even still on the board now obviously Jazante murray different situation probably not going to be quite as good but like there was a lot of very good top players on the board and you reached all the way down to 43rd it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Yeah, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of players I like over Anthony Edwards here, especially the next two, Devin Booker, Paul George. I think both very good, uh, definite second rounders. The next, uh, actually, the next three guys. I'm very curious to uh, to hear if you think these guys are second rounders. There's a couple guys after that that I like in the second round a little bit better. Um, Shea Gildress Alexander, Arius Garland, and Demontis Sabonis. Were the next three so picks in the when draft this mock went down, I had Garland yes. in my second round. I had Shea Gilgis Alexander okay. at twenty-four. Yes, this was before the Mitchell right. trade. Now with the Mitchell trade, I want Mitchell over Garland, 
And I don't think I want Garland in my second round. I want him in my third. Um, so here I would say I, I thought those two picks were, were fine. Sabonis, I don't want Sabonis that high, but that's kind of a personal preference thing for me. Um, I don't want Sabonis that high, but I really do like Sabonis as, a, as like a top third round player. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, but to... There's a couple guys in here, right? If you drop Anthony Edwards out of this round, there's no, there's been other than maybe Kyrie, there's been no other like guys I would drop out of this round other than Anthony Edwards. I would drop Sabonis out of this round, and I would probably bump up a little spoiler alert. I bump Donovan Mitchell up into the second round. That's fair, and that's where probably Bam. Oh, and here's where I think, yeah, this is where I think the things get a little crazy too. Is like looking at it right and going like, okay, there's these players. I don't want Kyrie. I don't want Anthony Edwards. I don't want Sabonis. I don't really want Anthony Davis. So there's four guys I don't really want in the second round. But looking down at the third round, there's really only two guys I want in the second round. And so that's where things get problematic, because I think there's a lot of third-round players, and there's not a lot of second-round players. And so... Yeah, which is nice when these these third-round players get picked up, like uh, AD, um, you got... Uh, Anthony Edwards that we talked about for me picking next to last in the second round it was very very nice and I think for uh, very fortunate because I'm very happy with the fact that I landed by Leonard the next to last pick in the second round guy who per game value wise is a first round player were you at all worried about your team's injury risk at the moment you made the selection let's not think about anything else that happened Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And so, for me... It's risky, but I looked at it and I go, shit. It's, it's, if this... Kawhi shouldn't be down Kawhi, he should Kawhi not be is the 13th round. in my rankings, and if he's healthy, I could easily see, like, if he's healthy and going like, hey, I Top plan on playing 65 games. If he would come out and say that, which he's Kawhi, he won't. Um, I would literally probably put him in my top 10. 65 games of Kawhi. I, I, abs- I absolutely right. Mean. So he's 13th for me right now. But, like, if I see him healthy in the preseason and looking like the guy Kawhi Leonard we remember, yeah, he, he could easily be in my first round. So I think you, it was too good to pass up at that point, for sure. Um, I would have definitely, though, been worried about having someone like Embiid, who I think is a little bit of an injury risk, and then going back with Kawhi, who's an injury risk. Which is why I actually like that you picked Donovan Mitchell, who I feel like is a pretty safe player for the stats he's going to give you. And a third elite oh, yeah. and that's score. Actually... And that's kind of why I picked uh, Donovan Mitchell in the third round. Uh, but to finish out the second round, uh, someone who I think is definitely a second round player, Fred Van Fleet. That's actually kind of who I was between. Do I go Fred Van Fleet, get the, you know, start with a center point guard, have that nice little combo, and I just kind of thought to myself, Kawhi Leonard's too good to pass up at, at, at this at this phase, uh, which means I need to write down that I have Kawhi over Fred Van Fleet in my rankings. But I've heard that I've, Fred Van Fleet should have been picked at the beginning of the second round. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's a case for, you know, Fred Van Fleet against guys like Lamelo Ball even, who went well in the first round, right? Like... Fred Van Vliet is really good, and he's really underrated. Where did Fred Van Vliet finish last year? 21st in per-game value, right behind Devin Booker. I think he could be even a little bit better this year, like as crazy as that sounds. Um, 
really like Fred VanVleet. And so, yeah, I think, you know, getting him at 24th was a real good pick. And I could make a case for Fred VanVleet even as high as, like, 16, 17, 18 on my rankings. Yeah. And what, while we talk about him being, you know, 21st overall, you're like, well, you got him at 24th. It's not really that big of a steal, blah, 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 blah. Right? You're talking about a guy who gets elite steals, almost two a game, 6.7 assists last season, and 3.7 three-pointers season so three elite categories from your guard including those assists that's why i like him a little bit better that's why i like him um kind of in the mid upper mid second round space the upper mid second round the i like it upper mid the upper mid region of the second round um they should hire me at espn is what they should do um let's finish out the second round though well, he finishes out the second round to start the third round on that turn, coming back, and Mobley, starting out the third round, ahead of Donovan Mitchell, who I end up taking. I'll, I'll stop there, because I think we got we probably should talk about Evan Mobley a little bit. Uh, we like Evan Mobley. We talk about this in the Cleveland uh, episode. We both really like Evan Mobley. We think he's an incredible basketball player. We think he's probably maybe the best player on the... I think he's probably... Going to have the best career of all the players on the Cavs, even now after the trade. Crazily enough, he after... might already be the best all-around basketball player on the Cavs. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this was before the trade, but even before the trade for Evan Mobley, because we did we actually recorded a pre-trade Cavs, and then when the trade happens, we're like, shit, we got to go re-record the Cavs. Both times, though, we were like, where does Evan Mobley take a, take a big leap? And the in the first one, we were kind of like, hey, he could get better here. He could get better there. He's pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Um, now, with Mitchell in town, the places he could uh, kind of improve it when it comes to offense, when it comes to scoring, when it comes to taking more shots, I think that goes right out the window. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see any way that you're saying, like, this guy gets to 20 points a game now, and to be picked this high, he's got to get there. Especially if the free throw percentage is still going to be bad. Right? What What is nice, he's an elite block guy. You got 1.7 blocks. So that you got that going for you. But his free throw, like you're, free, like you're saying, free throw percentage is down. He gets no threes. And even like if that, you say, like, okay, he's going to hit one. Shot. Like, one is bad still. Yeah, one is oh. not good. For a second-round pick, one three-pointer, you better be fucking Giannis One is Well, one is a negative one. number. 1.5 is a neutral number now. And it's it to get to green to get to like a positive positive number you got to be two point two ish to get the green. That's yeah. a lot, man. And there's and, no way you're going from like who's ever gone from point three to two. Nobody. Right. Nobody. Like you, Period. you go nobody. from zero it's, to one maybe, but you don't go from zero, which is basically what he hit last year, to two. Yeah, we're talking about the 25th overall pick here. Probably finished per game value last year 68th on that 1.7 blocks. He was a 15 and 8 guy. Let's say he's 17 and 9. Okay, cool. Maybe his steal goes up to one. Okay, great. Then you know what? What does that bump you up to? You well, let's let's look for know, it, right? Brandon Ingram. You're asking are you Jared? Are you Jared Allen? Yeah, you're asking for 17 and 9, right? Uh, yeah. With with what? How many blocks are you saying? 
one point set like one point seven, one point eight, and a steal. Okay. So is that Bam out of bio? Is that as good as Bam out of bio? No. And Bam out of bio was thirty seventh. Last year, and in a down year. Is it? Is it like a little bit more other stat centric? Miles Turner. Yeah, it's like Vucevic, right? With an extra block, you get you get maybe an extra block out of it. But like, look at Vucevic's numbers. Well, Miles Turner hits one point five three. Vucevic was fortieth. You know what I mean? And like, sure, okay, you're saying, yeah. oh, you get get more blocks. Okay, you get more blocks, but like, that's not doing it. All right. Yeah, seventeen. Uh, that's seventeen and eleven. Give me Vucevic over Evan Mobley every day. Um, so Evan Mobley, I, I just can't. Uh, it, Evan Mobley was not getting back to this guy after two more rounds, but I don't want Evan Mobley this high. I don't want him in the third round. Um, I'm not sure I want him in the fourth round, quite frankly. Um, but th- what this does is it, suddenly all the, these other players who should be in the second round, third round, fourth round, they start dropping a little bit further, a little bit further. That's good things for you, um, which is why you can draft uh, poorly, right? Um, the next, the third pick in the third round was Rob. Portland. Just draft like shit. Um, third pick in the third round, Robert Williams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really see this. Like, people hate on Draymond so much, but then they love Robert Williams. And, like, I'm a little bit confused by that. Like, goodness. Yeah. We've kind of, actually, we've kind of said that a handful of times, right? It's like, Robert Williams is the young, sexy, like, everyone's going to be talking about him. He's going to be everybody's hot pick. Pick to click, blah, 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 blah. If you go per game value last season, right, in 61 games and 29 minutes, yeah, he finished 26th overall. And you're getting, uh, he's being taken uh, with the 27th. But pick, it's so, not real. You know, per game value, sure, exactly. And it is in, absolutely inflated by a crazy field goal percentage in 2.2 blocks a game. Yeah, it's not a real 26, though. And that's the part that people don't understand is, like, this guy is one of the best block people. And that's why Miles Turner is 29th, right? It's... He's getting so many more blocks than everybody else, right? Any of these guys getting over two, right? We talked about how many guys got one, right? In a couple of different episodes. Now we're talking about somebody who's doubling mm-hmm. that, getting two. So it's an insane amount. And I get that. Like, you feel like, oh, I'm clinching this category. But you're not. And to... Oh, because Rudy Gobert is still on the board. Miles Turner is still on the board. Right, so you're not clinching that category, one. Two... To, to clinch that category, in quotation marks, you are literally drafting a person who gets you elite blocks, elite rebounds, I would say, a field goal percentage that's elite, but no volume, so it's not that elite, and literally nothing else. Like, every other category, he is a negative in. Yes. He is inflated by those incredibly good three categories. And that's why his rankings look so good. But, like, so is Rudy Gobert. So is Miles Turner. Um, and, frankly, I like both of those guys a little bit better because they're more consistent. They do it more often. Robert Williams is young hotness. And you can get equal uh, value much later in the draft. So don't waste your third-round pick on Robert Williams. That's my opinion. I don't think he's going to get out of the third round, but I don't want to waste my third round. He's not He's not in my third round for me. I'm putting him in my third round. I would punt blocks before I would take Robert Williams in the third round. There you go. You heard it here first. Um, the next little guys, though, this is the fourth pick in the third round. Um, let me just read off the next three because I like all three of them. DeJounte Murray, Pascal Siakam, and Bam Adebayo. 
think Bam Adebayo, personally, for me, is probably closer to a second-round player. I like Bam Adebayo a lot. Um, and then, ha- has the consensus on DeJounte Murray swung too far to left him and Trey Young together? I don't know. What, like, what is DeJounte thinking- Murray? DeJounte Murray, right? 13th overall last season. 21, 8, and 9, two steals. Okay. Steals probably aren't going to go too far away. Assists will drop. Rebounds will drop. Points? That's the question, right? No. So the Hawks team is pretty deep, right? You got, got Trey Young, who's the lead scorer. You got Collins. You got Clint Capella. You, you got, yeah. you know, all those wings that do a, a little scoring, right? You got the, the Bogdanovich and the, you know, whoever else is going to play on their wing this year. I, I realize they got rid of Kevin Herter finally. Um, I don't know that he gets to 20, right? And so is he back closer to 15 he was the year before with the Spurs? Maybe. I would actually probably put him more around like 18 a game, which is good. But the question to me really becomes, you know, how do they split up the assist numbers, right? There's no way DeJounte is getting nine. I think Trey Young is going to have the ball significantly more than DeJounte. I think Trey Young's probably going to be closer to 10. DeJounte's probably then going to be closer to, like, 6. And so, at that point, like, okay. still, though, the 6 is an elite number. 6 is good, right? And, th- and like, all of that kind of does, when you start adding it all up, right? Yeah, he gets hit here, he gets hit here, he gets hit, hit here. He was 13th overall last season. All those hits kind of turn him into a third-round player. You know who he's a lot like? Here. I think this year. If I had to compare... Hey, Gilders? What? Hey, I wasn't going to go quite that high. I was going to compare him to one of my personal favorite players. Okay. Sure, Drew Holiday. He's oh. a Drew Holiday that could maybe even get a little more rebounds. A re- yeah, rebounding Drew Holiday and less threes? Okay, yeah. So, I... That feels right. Drew Holiday last season 34. You're definitely going to get Drew Holiday on a discount and you're drafting. Yeah, and so I feel like this was a good pick in this round, right? Like a good third round pick is DeJounte Murray. Like I feel like. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Okay. Um, um, is, 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 is uh, Pascal Siakam a third round pick for you? Well, Pascal Siakam was the 36th ranked player last year. I like Pascal. Yeah, and he came on pretty he he came on pretty strong last year, and I think a lot of people might not have Pascal. So you know who that the, I'd rather have much in, more in than room. Robert Williams as a center. Pascal yeah, Siakam? I'll pump blocks. Rudy, Rudy I'll pump Gobert. blocks and take Pascal. Let's think about it. Okay, talk about those two players, right? You're getting more than double the points. Robert Williams gets you one more rebound. Mm-hmm. You're getting three more assists. You're getting. 0.4 more steals, which is a significant amount. You're getting 1.1 more threes. And you're getting, I would argue, a more impactful both percentages. Because you're talking Siakam shooting 17 a game at close to 50%. Williams is shooting 73, but it's only on six attempts a game. That's not great. So give me Pascal over Robert Williams any day of the week. I like Pascal as a third round player. Like, like I like Pascal as a third round player as well. Uh, I like Bam as a third round player. I know I don't think the sisters are coming back. We talk about that in the Miami 
Um, um, I, I like him closer to a second round player, but if the assists aren't going to come back, getting him in the third round is a great pick. Um, that's halfway through the third round. The second half of the third round, I'm just going to list them off and we can talk about them. Cade Cunningham, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul, one of your favorites, Miles Turner, there's your two blocks off the board, Ja Morant, and Bradley Beal. Uh, which one, let's start at the top. Cade Cunningham, third round. You. Yeah, not not for me. Um, but not for me either. Cade uh, Cunningham. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody where Cade Cunningham uh, per game value last season, fifty fourth overall, shot forty one percent. Did get over a steal, close to a block. Five actually close to five and a half assists, five and a half uh, rebounds. Added a little under two. Added Jaden Ivy though to take some of those ball handling responsibilities, you know, in Detroit. Um, yeah, do they need, do they need Cade running the offense? No, I mean he will probably, but you're asking Cade if you're picking him in this third round, right, to become a twenty point per game scorer to get up to like seven assists to. You know, get up to over a block. Yeah, or or like one point four steals. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff, man. It's asking a lot. And like, does he take a little bit of a leap here? Sure. Oh, he could be Anthony Edwards. Uh, from last season, right? Probably not without the, the. Probably not that good. Well, he. I mean, he was better than Anthony Edwards last year, right? Oh, uh, now he was a little bit worse, but. Still. No, he wasn't. He could be Miles Bridges. All those guys are under the under the top forty. Yeah. Um. I don't like. I don't like this as a third round well, pick. Well, and here's some. Pick. Sure. But I don't like it. Me neither. Third. And like you could have had Chris Paul. You could have John Moran. You could have Chris Middleton. You could have had Drew Holiday. You could have had. You know, where do you want? I love, I love all these picks after here. Rudy Gobert, um, is definitely a third round pick. Even. In his new situation, he's just going to do Rudy Gobert stuff. Um, Chris Paul is probably closer to a second-round pick than a third-round pick. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on where you're at with Chris Paul's health and, and age. But, like, again, Chris Paul was in the top 20 again last year. Prove it to me that he's not going to do it. Like, wait, I'm going to wait till it happens, right? And everybody always remembers. I think this always happens. Everybody always remembers Chris Paul from the playoffs when he's, his, his legs are falling apart. His body is falling apart. Uh, he's looking like uh, crap. And they forget that, like, all season long, Chris Paul looked really, really good. And they just, the, the last image of them is Chris Paul falling apart in the playoffs. Oh, right? and two teams and don't go at Chris Paul the draft the entire game in the regular season. They just don't. Exactly. They do in the playoffs. Like, uh, during the regular season, like, no one's going, like, oh, all right, Luca's just going to get the switch on Chris Paul and just take him to school 40 times in this game. Right? Like, they're trying to run their offense. They're trying to improve their entire team. They're not just trying to let everyone else stand around and watch Luka kill Chris Paul. Um, and do they go out Chris Paul in the fourth quarters when it's when it's time to win the game? Yeah. But, again, like, they're not doing it all game, game after game after game. Um, so, yeah, Chris Paul's going to be good again, man. He's going to be, like, Chris Paul's got one of those games, too, that, like, it ages so good because... It's like fine, fine wine, right? Like, he's friend. not, like... Doing the blow past you, right? Like he's just being crafty and using his dribble and getting this one inch of space and then shooting the ball and scoring. And 
I mean, I don't really see any reason why Chris Paul is going to go in the tank this year, so I'm I'm 100% fine with that third round. Same here. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Miles My, Turner, sure, I guess. Uh, you know, there's the blocks. We we talked about the blocks. Not thing. for me. I like I like him. Injury risk, uh, to ten for Miles Turner for me. Ooh, okay, okay. I don't mind him there. I really, I, I think that's fine if you want the blocks. If that's what you're looking for, that's the kind of player you like. I don't really kind of tend to be drawn to those types of players that are just kind of block centric. I like roto players. I like guys who do stuff across the board. Uh, the blocks are nice. Go get your blocks, right? But like, chances are, Miles Turner at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. That's where you're gonna have to take him in order to get him. two rounds later. Uh, John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas. Or, or exactly. John I'd much rather have Jonas Valanciunas. Like, give me those guys in yeah. the you know fifth round than Miles Turner in the third. This is why I like to get my big in the first or second round because the third and fourth round bigs you're paying a premium for them, and then in the fifth and sixth round you're getting good value, and then in the seventh and eighth round you're paying another premium for your centers. There is a pattern here, and uh, it's 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 a supply and demand pattern. So. People got them ranked in a certain way, all the centers in a certain way, right? And that's just how they go off the board. Uh, for me, I, I just uh, a lot of times often don't pay the premium for a center, but we can talk about that if you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, feel free. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me to pay the premium because there's so many... And this um, is why I like a guy like Luca, maybe a little higher than some people. It's like, I'm going to insulate myself with a good rebounding guard, if that's what you want to call it, right? So I'm going to go for a guy that can get rebounds, right? But I'm going to go for someone who's not a center blocking all these shots because I know all these guys that get blocks are going to go crazy higher than they should, right? So if I can't get, like, an Embiid or a Giannis, I'm just going to go for guys who can help me in rebounds and be positives from the positions they play. Then, right... When we get down to, like, oh, I need a big man, right? Like, if you're taking the center aspect of it and the blocks aspect of it out of the equation, right? What's wrong with a guy like, hmm, let's see. Let me see here. Uh, Al Horford getting you some nice seven rebounds, right? A guy like Tobias Harris getting you 6.8 rebounds, who's probably going to be underrated. A guy like, hmm. Kyle Kuzma last year got you eight and a half rebounds a game, mm-hmm. right? Like, there are these guys, yeah. Julius Randle. Who wants Julius Randle this year? Who got you 10 rebounds a Nobody. game? And so you can get these guys late in the draft that are going to get you the elite-ish rebounds, or you can even do it this way, right? You can look for guys who get you, like, six, maybe six and a half, seven, right? Like, you can look for these guys and just pick a couple of them. You're not that bad in rebounds because somebody's got, yeah, someone's got the 10 from Anthony Davis or whoever, right? But they've also got a point guard getting you four, three, right? So if you got two sixes, you're right there with it. You're, you're, you're holding, um, you're keeping the, your head above water, right? And it can be done a lot easier with rebounds than it can a lot of other Well, and here's stats. the other it's thing, too. To You're probably much better off in a category like steals and assists than that other person. Because, you know, if you're getting someone like Luca, 
Okay, you're getting elite assists, and Luca gets you 1.2 steals, right? You look at another guy, right? Like a Dejounte Murray from last year. Now he might not get as many rebounds on the Hawks. I understand that. But like, you got you eight rebounds a game last year, and he got you two steals. You don't need to pay the premium for that blocks. What you need to do is you need to find a guy at a different position that can get you those rebounds. Punt blocks if you have to. And if you get some guys that get you close to a block a game at a good value, okay, maybe you're competing. And people miss out on this. They love round numbers, right? So like one block they're excited about. What they're not excited about is 0.7 blocks, 0.8 blocks, 0.5 blocks. You get Brandon Ingram. Good. And let's see here. You get Brandon the var- the variance the variance within that 0.5 right you might have a guy who you know he averages 0.5 blocks but this week he gets you three yeah, and you get Brandon Ingram and Tobias Harris say those are your two forwards what what draft value you are playing, paying for those two players not a lot right you know six round not a lot you got a 1.1 blocks out of those two players which is the same as having someone who's got you one block and a point guard who gets you no blocks. That is facts. This is where I think the draft starts getting interesting, right? We've, we've gone through the third round. We had John Morant and Bradley Beal, both, I think, very valid third-round players. Uh, both very good third-round players. I think if I get what I got out of him last year, if I take him in the third round, I get what I got out of him. I won't be terribly happy if I get what I got out of him last year, right? So I think it's, you know, things revert back to the mean. I think it's going to be a little bit better than last year. You take him in the third round. Go, you know, feel, you know, go with the upside, right? Go with the upside pick. Taking him at the end of the third round, sure. Taking him at the beginning of the fourth round, sure. I'm, I'm probably I think I'm going to own a lot of Beal, especially if I'm in snake drafts. Dude, a guy that could score. I'm starting to do my little math. My math here, and I think he's going to be a fourth-round guy for Dude, me. a guy that can score 30 a game, though, in the fourth round? There's a lot. There's a, yeah, I know, and that's why it's that's why it's interesting is because if Bradley Beal can get a, almost like 70% back to where Here's he the was, other right? thing, too. He's a, he's a, he's a Every other year, the dude is 1.2 steals. He was .9 last year. You're telling me if I can get 30, and maybe he doesn't even get back to 30. Maybe he gets to 27. Tell me I can get 27, 6, and 1.2 in the fourth round. Nice. And the percentages are good. Yes. And that's the other Here's key, the right? thing that right killed out, him last year. He missed his three-pointers. That was it. He missed his threes. He, didn't, he couldn't make one. Was it due to the injury? Maybe. A lot of people were missing shots last year. There was a, it was a weird year. Dame was missing shots. Curry was missing shots. Beal was missing shots. Really strange. And a lot of it was that there was a new ball, and the dude had a wrist injury. If he's healthy oh. and he's playing in the preseason, I I like Bradley Beal, man. And I think at Bradley Beal in the fourth round, if you tell me I can pick Bradley Beal in the fourth round, I will have all the chips of Bradley Beal in the fourth round. I will... I like him. I love. I definitely like him in the fourth round. I think he's perfectly fine in the third at, round. But that's look it. Look at this the, fourth the, round. Just look at it. There's one. Well, player, that's exactly what I want to get into. There's one player I want over him in this fourth round. There's one. Cliffhanger. If you want to find out the players in the fourth round, you're gonna have to stay tuned for the next episode, 
Or you could just go out to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, and for free, you could see who was actually drafted in this mock draft for the fourth round. Um, we will be back soon with that fourth round. If you like the show, you know, support the show, or just follow us on Twitter at watching the boxes at Tyler P. Watts. We will see you next time.